Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title, Prosperity Gospel. Heavenly Father, we come into your presence. We ask you, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father God, breathe into this message. Anoint our ears that we may hear, our eyes that we may see. Open them. Open them so we can have clarity. See with clear, clear vision. Give us some clear eye drops. So we can see, what are you trying to tell us, Lord? Speak to our hearts. Let it engrave into our minds that you're a good, good God. And you're so loving that, Lord, help us to understand you more and to love each other the way that you love us. Help us to spread that love around the world and let you be glorified through our lives. Be the platform. Stand on us as your platform and bring salvation to the world. Heal the blind, the sick, the poor, and the needy. Work through us and use us. If there's a divine restraining order that may be on our lives that we're not aware of, remind us of it if we've already known and we may have overlooked it or forgot about it. Redeem us in our timeline, Father God. Forgive us for our sins wherever we've stepped out of line. We ask forgiveness of wherever that was in the timeline. However we were thinking or mishandling things. And we ask forgiveness for whatever we were thinking, whatever we were doing, however we were acting out of pride, out of fear, grumbling, complaining, whatever it was, Lord. Restore us. Give us clear vision and clarity on what it is if there is a divine restraining order on our lives, on our calling, on our gifts or talents that you may have for us, on the miracle working that you will do in us and around us, through us. We just praise you and thank you. We ask you for a fresh anointing and we invite your Holy Spirit to come and speak to us and teach us and minister to us. And intercede for us, for those of us who are so far down that it's so, so hard even to, to, to utter the words, to pray the prayer that, that we need to be praying. And intercede for us. Come to us in our time of need. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. In nomine Padre, Filii, Spirito Santos, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Both now and ever, unto ages of ages. Prosperity Gospel. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I bring you this message in the name of the Lord. But let me say this, if I, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but it, it makes me think. It makes me think, and then it makes me think. Why did the man put his money in the freezer? You heard that before. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Because he wanted cold hard cash. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's okay to be simple sometimes. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to be, you know, human, but not more human than the human, you know. 
it's okay to be you. It's not okay to be living in our flesh and acting out in our flesh. But it's okay to be human the way that God made us to be. It's okay. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to to want nice things. It's okay. It's okay to want to be in in a better home or to have a home. It's okay. It's okay to desire to drive a nice car, to have a nice car, to have a nice job, to to have brand new clothes on, nice shoes, a brand new pair of shoes. Can you imagine walking in a brand new pair of shoes? Some of us, when we open the box, or if we're、uh, gifted enough to have a box that they come in, we just smell them, smell that brand new smell on them as we put on those laces or whatever it is, or however they're done. We just enjoy them. We just kind of look at them and be like, "Wow, are you kidding me?" Then we put them dudes on, or we put them girls on, whatever they are, whether we're male or female. And we enjoy those shoes. We enjoy those clothes, those nice things, new things. They're nice to have, and it's okay. It's okay to want them. It's okay. It's okay to desire better. Amen. But it shouldn't be our focus. It shouldn't be our focus. So as we gather here on this platform today, let us take a moment to reflect on the blessings that God has bestowed upon each and every one of us. We are here today because of the grace of God, and it is with His, it is with this understanding that we approach the topic of financial blessings. Amen. You see, because in the Old Testament we see many examples of God's financial blessings. It's true. It's true. I heard people say that there's no prosperity in the gospel. Wait, wait, wait. Well, that's true, in the sense of the gospel, of Lord Jesus Christ. It's true. With whatever, however we perceive it, whatever perspective. That we're looking at it, but there is prosperity in the gospel. Let's go further. As we go back to yes, in the Old Testament, we see many examples of God's financial blessings. In Genesis twelve, chapter two, God promises Abraham, "I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you." I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. We also see in Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse eighteen. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Many of us only quote that for those that step into wealth or have wealth, and we should also remember that that is why we have. Yes. The ability to produce wealth because God gave us that ability. Amen.、Yeah. However, we must also remember that financial wealth is not the ultimate goal of our faith. In Ecclesiastes chapter five, verse ten, we read, "Whoever loves money never has enough, but whoever loves wealth is is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless." Our focus as Christians should be on serving God and His people, 
all material possessions. We know it. We know it, don't we? See, in the New Testament, Jesus teaches us about the dangers of wealth. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, he says, No one can serve two masters. Oh, it's so familiar, isn't it, brothers and sisters? It's so familiar we hear this. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. We've heard it all so, so, so much. He also tells us the rich young ruler, which we all can go back and reflect that we've been taught this. But if you've never heard this before, it's okay. It's okay if you're just hearing this for the first time. That's okay. It's okay if you're hearing this for the 685th time. Or even beyond that, it's okay. He also tells us the rich ruler in, in Mark chapter 10, verse 21, to go... Go and sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. So while God may choose to bless us financially, yeah, see, we must remember that our focus should always be on serving Him and His people. We should not be seeking financial blessings as the end in themselves but rather as a means to further the work of God's kingdom. You see, because furthermore, uh, let us not forget that God is, 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 is a generous God who delights in blessing His children. So why wouldn't He want us to prosper? Why wouldn't there be prosperity in the gospel? Behold, I have come that you may have life and life abundantly. And it, and it goes beyond and on and on. If it, I mean, if you just look at what Jesus is saying, a fulfilling life. can't eat dirt yeah God knows what you need God knows what you need amen so there is there is God does uh, choose to if, if God wants to and God will God will choose to bless us financially he, he will if he wants to and he does. If, if that's our focus, then, then we get what we have. Or we get what we're stressing about or what we don't have. We cannot forget that God is a generous God. He, he delights in blessing his children. It's so true that we must remember that our focus as Christians should be on serving God and his people. And not on accumulating wealth. But we, we must first seek ye first the kingdom of God and trust that all these things will be added unto us. And we know that is Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It echoes. There's such a plan here. It's such a, it, it seems redundant, but it's not. We, can God trust you with his word? Can God trust you with his word that, that if you, it doesn't matter how many times you've heard it, can, can it still come to your heart? Can it, can it resonate with you? Can you say, yes, Lord? Can it be a whole nother season where it comes right back to you and he says, I know you heard this before, my child. And it always comes back to something like that, doesn't it? It's like that little, 
if you can remember those commercials. I miss those commercials, you know. It's, uh, you know, how do you, how many licks does it take to get to the end of a blow pop? I know it doesn't seem like it has context there, but one, two, three, and it's gone. Yeah, it seems like bites into it. Yeah, it's gone. I don't believe that's how it's going to be, but I believe just as fast as that little, that owl, it was an owl, right? Do you remember that? It was an owl. Many of you may not know what we're talking about. It was a commercial that come on about blow pops, yeah. I believe that's as fast as God is going to awaken things for you financially. If you could just have the state, the, the state, the faith stand on God's word can God trust you with his word that his word for you today is that God may choose to bless you but he doesn't want our focus to always be on you know that on the money he wants our focus to be on serving him and his people not seeking the financial blessing that's coming as quickly as one, two, three, and then the blow pop is gone. Wait, he ate the whole thing. Yeah, that Matthew chapter six verse thirty-three. Just seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. It's hard. It may be hard to to stand in faith and things like that. It's like we'll sift it through the word of God. Well, there you go. Sift it through Matthew chapter six verse thirty-three. Amen. Sift it through Ecclesiastics chapter you know ten. Uh, chapter 5 verse 10 yeah will it be enough but if your love and your faith is going to be in the money and in the finance and the money and the finance and the money and the finance uh, then you'll, you'll never have enough but if your faith and your trust will be in God then the sky is a limit and it's not about the money it's about how gracious and how good God is. And you won't even be thinking about the numbers. And as you look back, you'll be like, this is almost nearly disgusting. I make Elon Musk look like a rat. Nibbling on stolen cheese. And here all I'm doing is just serving God. And don't tell me that God won't act out in your life or doesn't want to. Do you have the faith for him to do that? You watch how quick God can do something. God wants to do something. If he wants to show out, he will. Yeah. He'll make Elon Musk look like a shoe store that's went out of business. Yeah. Take that to the bank. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and trust that all things will be added unto us. Let us continue here, amen? Let us continue here. And let, let's just go a little bit deeper as we come into this. Is it, One of the most common themes in the Bible is that of financial blessings from God. You see, because throughout, throughout the Bible, throughout the scriptures, we see that God rewards those who honor and obey Him. Amen. God rewards those who honor and obey Him. With prosperity and abundance. God does that. 
However, it's important to remember that financial blessings are not only a measure of success in life. They're, they're not the only measure of success in life. While it is true that people like we were just mentioning, like Bill Gates and Elon Musk and, and many other wealthy individuals have prospered materially, it's also true that many of them do not even believe in God. And yet look at them. But God gave them that ability. So it may look like everything looks like this, but look, what is the end product? Are they going to are, are they going to be standing before God and, you know, who are you? Do they have a relationship with God? Well, we can't judge them. We don't really know. I mean, do, do we don't know them personally if they maybe it's just something that they try to you know keep under a bowl that, that it's a, not a lit candle doesn't mean they're totally off the rocker yeah ultimately what matters most is how much ultimately what matters most is not how much money we have but what do we do with the resources God has given us You know, as the famous FBI agent uh, Frank Abigail once said, money is not everything, but it ranks high up there with oxygen. In other words, we need money to survive and to thrive in this world, but it is not the ultimate goal of our lives. Instead, our mission as Christians is to honor and glorify God in all that we do, including how we use our finances. We should strive to be good stewards of the resources God has given us, using them to bless others and advance his kingdom. Yeah. So remember that when this blow pop is gone, as quickly in that timing and God released to you the abundance of what he says you can handle. So if you're trying to find yourself struggling so 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 truly honestly i mean if you do you find yourself struggling remember that god is faithful and provide for your needs he will provide for your needs but also remember that true success is not measured by how much money you have but how much you honor and obey god in all that you do you see because the bible teaches us that god cares for the poor and needy and he promises to provide all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Wow, wait a minute. There's no prosperity gospel. Are you kidding me? I don't think we're reading the Bible enough. Philippians 4:19 we read uh, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And who's going to match the riches and glory in Christ Jesus? As Troy Brewer highlights in his book Numbers That Preach, the number 111 can be a prophetic number indicating what God wants to bless that God wants to bless our financial situation. Now listen here. However, it is important to remember that numbers this isn't numerology and numbers don't have uh, any power in themselves and it is it is God. It is God that has the power to provide for us and meet our needs. But if you're seeing the number 1111 repeatedly, don't be too quick to dismiss it as a mere coincidence. Instead, take it as a reminder that God is with you and wants to bless you. 
Amen. God, God wants to increase your faith. Amen. And God wants to bless you. And the enemy is out there to kill, steal, and destroy. And so now we have, you know, and here we go. We, we, let's not get caught up in numerology because it's not numerology. It's not. It's prophetic numbers. As Christians, we believe in a prophetic God that speaks to us through various means, including numbers. Yeah, God created them. Look throughout the Bible, the entire Bible. No, it's not a coincidence and it's not satanic. No, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. No, the devil is a liar. He's out there to steal it, right? He's a liar. Don't let him lie to you. God could be speaking to you and has been speaking to you. If God could speak through a burning bush, he could speak through a couple numbers on a license plate you see or a clock or something you keep seeing repeatedly. Just trying to get your attention doesn't mean the numbers have power. We say that God doesn't speak to us anymore. God has his word that he speaks to us through. God speaks to us in so many different ways, but we are so blinded by all these lies and all these false teachings out here that it's just hard to get a foot a foothold on of, of our own and in the positivity of life, not no demonic foothold. It's almost hard to get grounded so that our, so that we're here. It's it's hard to get, you know, behind some cover instead of seeking, you know. We get behind concealment. We get blown away behind some kind of bush. Because we don't get covered with the blood. We don't get covered with the truth. We hide behind those lies. Or, or we're hiding behind somebody's lies. And they told it. We say, well, okay, that, that sounds right. seems right. But it often leads to death. Amen. So let us trust in God's promises and seek His guidance. In all aspects of our lives. Amen. Including our finances. We should know clearly that God speaks in, to us and works in mysterious ways. It shouldn't be a surprise. Amen. Yeah. God speaks to us in so many ways. Amen. Let us pray. Amen. Stand in agreement with me. Amen. Will you stand in agreement with me as we pray right now? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Dear Father God, you are the Almighty and the Creator of the universe, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You are holy, righteous, and perfect in all your ways. Lord, I come before you with humility and reverence, knowing that I am nothing without you. I ask you to forgive me for my sins, for the times when I have fallen short of your glory, and for the moments when I have rebelled against your will. I thank you for the grace and mercy, for the gift of salvation through Christ Jesus, and for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would, you would guide me, Father God, that you would teach me, Father God, Father God, that you would empower me to live a life that honors you and brings glory to your name. Lord, I surrender. I surrender my will to yours. I ask that you use, that you use me for your purposes 
May my life be a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you. May I love you with all of my heart, all of my soul, my mind, and my strength. And may I love my neighbor as myself. I pray for your kingdom to come and your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. I pray for the salvation of the lost, for the healing of the broken, and for the reconciliation of relationships, Father God. I pray for justice and righteousness to prevail. And I pray for your peace to reign in the hearts of all people. May your name be exalted above all else. And may your glory fill the earth. I pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, and to ages of ages. In nomine Padre, and Filii, Spiritus Sanctus. May you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel.